I let shitty things and people who have wronged me that I trusted live in my head rent-free. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave? Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Really? The how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Oh my God, today we have the best guest ever. I had to track her down and get her to come on Secret Life Podcast. Today we have Vicky. I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? I let shitty things and people who have wronged me that I've trusted live in my head rent-free. <gasps> yes, it's that rent-free shit. Why do we do that? These aren't like someone I was married to or some, these are shitty, I won't say shitty people, shitty things that it's small things that it's like you, you want, you're, you're helping somebody, you're working with somebody, you're trusting somebody, you're, you're talking to them so much on the phone to help them through something. And, and then, you know, when something changes or happens, or frankly, the rubber meets the road, if they're supposed to do something and they don't, or you find out they've been BSing you for, you know, Mm -hmm. I know better. I've done better. I, I, (laughs) and I'm sharing with, with moms every day for 11 years about rising up, stepping up, being the champion in your life. And I'm going to step back a second. And I don't know how this popped my head, but ever since you invited me, I keep thinking this is my time to share a juicy, salacious, like how exciting, you know, like, cause I really, I mean, again, open books. I'm like, what have I not shared, you know, with some really, again, scary things, but as I'm, you know, you know, working crazy hours, cause it's really busy here. And then I'm like, my home, my calming, my meditation is cleaning and organizing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like doing the dishes, you know, clean, green, sustainable products. And I got this crappy stuff floating around, marinating in my head. And I'm like, why am I thinking about that? Knowing that whether, and I've broken it down, whether it's in a month, you know what I mean? That it's like, is it going to matter in five years? Is it going to matter in five months? Yeah. That's what I always ask. Is it going to matter in five years? But here's the thing. It's almost like 
we keep that in the back of our head because a part of us believes we actually deserved it. Like there's a part of us that allow these people to be rent free because we don't then have to step into our power. Do you think it has to like tie to that? Because you're a powerful woman. You're like running this organization. You're like telling women to live their truth. And then incognito in the back of your mind, you're letting these old scenarios mess you up, fuck you up during the day. Completely. And what's interesting, and it's, I don't know if it's better or worse, and I'm sure you can relate our days as your days are swamped. I'm like bringing my best game always, no matter what I do. I've been that my whole life. So you're showing up as a best, best athlete, whether you're, you know, in your old converted playroom, that's your office, whether you're meeting with people out, whatever it is. But then when it's time for us to decompress, when it's time to wind down, whether it's you know, 1030 at night, 1130, and whatever time it is, that's when this stuff, this is my sacred time. And when I look back and it's, it's wild. Cause for the past four days, I was like, really like, okay, you know, what do I want to talk about? You know, <laughs> you know, living with a drug addict, you know, yeah. getting molested, um, you know, scary things. I still can't even like talk about business-wise that thank God I survived, you know, and And they're really gifts because to go through something so devastating and you come through the storm and I should have this at my fingertips and I can always find it, you know, while we're on, um, because it's a beautiful poem and it's by getting through the storm and you're not really sure if you're through the storm, but you kind of know you are, but when you, you, you become a different person on the other side of it, you do become a different person, but there's a part of us that holds on to the past because that's easier to accept than stepping into our power. I believe for me, just as a recovering addict in sex and love that, like I will still hold on to that girlfriend that didn't show up for me, my a relative that didn't show up for me, a business partner that took money from me and abused my hours, all that stuff. I still let it spin in my head because a part of me doesn't think I'm worthy of something better. Do you feel like you still do that even though you're at this pinnacle of your career and that it's kind of not embarrassing, but you're like, wait a minute, I'm doing all these amazing things. But in the back of my mind, I'm like running all these old scenarios that don't serve me anymore. You nailed it. That's mm-hmm. it. And, and even the like old stuff yeah. that I would feel guilt because I'd come home when I was a software developer and I made produce video, you know, software music, number one, where they went, no marketing budget, no know-how, like what the fuck am I doing? You're, you're just, you get it done. You don't try, you get it done. And so I don't think about, you know, coming home at the end of the day when I, and I'm so about being present with my kids and my mm-hmm. kids would say, mom, you so were. But then when they were little, you know, I'd come home and artists would be fighting. I'd be, and then, you know, they're like doing, you know, like, like fuck over stuff in the, in the back room, you know what I mean? Like yeah. destroy business. So I don't think about that stuff. But as I was thinking about all this, I think about kind of what's like, you know, it, it, I don't even know if it's like a three month period or a six month period. And then it's like, shit, I knew I'd stop thinking about that, but to think about it at all. And then when I went back, I thought I did used to think about those artists years ago and all the way through, there's always that little stuff. And, and it's interesting because I mentioned it to my daughter and mm-hmm. she was like, wow, like when she brought up about that's something so interesting to unpack. And I thought, 
I, you know, cause I'm just glued again. When we listen to your podcast, I'm like glued. I'm like, oh my God, we didn't, you know, there was a period to talk to my sister. There, you know, I, I can relate to a lot of this stuff, but this little, if you will, low energy, low vibrational stuff that we've done better. And, you know, it's weird. It's not weird, but like, I think of how many women, like, I don't mm-hmm. think of myself as a badass. I think when you are, you just don't think of it. You just do it. You just do it. You get it done. But it's the same thing. We know better and I'm advising and everything I'm advising, I'm living and I'm doing and I'm working on. So it has to be coming back to that feeling of worthiness. And yes. what I'm starting to totally, and I'm starting to say, and this is so random, but when I was again thinking about all this, I thought of years ago, years, years ago, Carly Simon talking about an assistant who did her wrong. And I don't know what song is her song about that, but it was some interview I heard and I thought, I'm not alone. You know what I mean? Like this, and I know friends, whether it's business associates, if it's au pairs, if it's best friends, if it's whatever it is, this stuff happens. And here we, as as women, as moms, you know, we stand up, show up, we're tough, we do everything we need to. And then as, you know, as founders, as CEOs, as building a, you know, business, we have this global business. It's all about badass moms and women and empowering them and everybody's standing up. And then I'm getting tripped up in my time where I should be like, this is self-care. This is sacred. Recharging. This is my time. Yeah. But that's where those, yeah, that's where those little voices come in and say, see you, you messed up in the past. You're probably going to do it again. You're not worthy. It's not going to work out. Should I trust somebody? Should I trust myself? Should I trust my own instincts? All those things come up because a part of us still doesn't believe that we deserve what we have. And that's what, for me, when I hang on to those old relationships and situations is about, it's, it's, it's almost self-abuse. I feel like it is such a, it's a very, subtle, mm-hmm. but it's spiritually deadly. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because also when you have kids, you know, with my daughter, who's, you know, living this bold, beautiful, vibrant life. And my boys, I have two boys and, you know, she's leaving for London soon. And I, you know, and she'll say myself sabotaging, why am I stuck with this? And she'll do like amazing things. And then she'll be like, but I didn't edit this video well enough. I didn't show up enough or I was anxious or, you know, all that type of stuff. And, you know, we want to live clean and present and not have, not have crap hold us down, you know, not have not clutter. And we don't want to teach our daughters that our kids that the same thing we're doing to ourselves. So how do we stop doing it? How do you stop doing it? You're, you're, it's so wild. You're so reading my mind. Cause I don't know. Can I ask you like, how, you know, would you suggest we stop doing it? And I know, you know, I know I'm not alone. And you, again, these, you know, powerhouse women that the little, I don't mean to say the little, but the, you know, the, you know, and even holding on to people where we're like, well, I really needed that assistant for a bit, knowing they're like diabolically, you know, taking the worst pictures of you put it, I mean, like, you know, just, you know, whatever it is, it's just, no, but that's it. Even like getting your hair cut and they're cutting too much. There's a part of us that silences ourselves saying, Hey, can you not cut so much? Hey, no, I just said half an inch. It's the same kind of self-sabotage that we don't stand up for ourselves. So when we don't stand up for ourselves in those past situations, they replay in our head, trying to figure out 
how to do different, do better, not do the same, or it's saying, oh, you're going to mess up again. You're, you didn't do it well enough and all that. So I a hundred percent agree, no matter how powerful you are, you have those thoughts. So we have to stop that self-sabotage behavior. We, we, we have to, and if, if there's something, I mean, I know your plate's full, my plate's full, and I know we're going to be doing some really exciting stuff monthly mm-hmm. with moms and we're, you know, our moms loved are the women who are on our, who are on our live. There's mm-hmm. been so much like feedback and they're loving your book, whether they bought your book or they bought the audio version of your book, which is the first time I bought an audio version. Oh my Very God. Exciting. Yeah. That makes me so happy. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, you can't, you know, you can't put it down. So whatever the audio, you can't stop listening to it, but maybe there's something we can collaboratively or collectively do what we find out. Cause I find so often when I hear how other people navigate through things and what they do, and it's easy, if you will, with my daughter, it's like, just stop. You know I mean? Like, I mean, this is through years of figuring stuff out yeah. and, you know, put your energy where you want it to go. Is this nourishing you? Is this depleting you? So it's got to be, is it nourishing us and depleting us? And Mm -hmm. knowing all the stuff, it probably gets back to that worthy. And also asking years ago, I was in media and I was working at a radio station. I was the account executive and, you know, there'd be two or three account executives with an assistant. And I was like, I'm never asking you to make reservations. I'm never asking you to make calls. You don't have to type up my stuff. And it was just like, I wanted to help mentor her. And she went on to be a manager of a station and had a rock star career. But, you know, it was consciously, I don't need you to do these things for me. I want you to grow and flourish. You know, like I'm here, I'm capable. But if there's things that I need to ask people, it's much better because I'm all about growing. And I know you are too. And I know- everybody is, you know, it's, it's really, how can I do better, you know, do a better version of myself, especially if it's things that I know it's challenging or it's hard for me to do. If I'm asking something for you, if I'm saying I'm going to do something for me, I'm going to get it done. I don't care, you know, whatever I have to do, the amount of work to go in, if I say it. So I look through that lens and we also have to look through you know, Maya Angelou's, you know, when people tell you who they are, believe them, trust them, hear them, believe them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something. And I, I'm so glad because, you know, when I thought of some of these bigger secrets that, you know, just cause like both of us were both in like a public, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm talking to millions of moms a week and have been for so long. And I share all this stuff. And this was something I felt like it was your little secret. It was your little self-sabotaging secret that kept you even small inside yourself. Yes. And there is things I do that counterbalance that. And in the book, I call it that addict self, that self that doesn't want you to win and be your best version of you. And there are things that I do to get out of that mindset. But I wanted to see if there's anything you do. <laughs> I, I would love for you to, to share. I mean, okay. the, the, yeah, because the only thing is I, I go through not, um, you know, I'm so tuned into it. I get it. I'm aware of it. I shift to something I really want to think about. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just, I'm back in that loop. I'm back, yeah. you know, back. so, and then I going through, is it going to matter in five years, five months, five hours, or knowing just stop 
because in two weeks, I'm not going to even be thinking about this person or be thinking about this, you know, small, 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 shitty situation, you know, and maybe it's the big things because they're so big that we don't have the luxury to let them go in our head. We just have, I'm, I'm a fight or flight. I've never flighted if that's the right way. I've just, you know, we're just warriors. Well, that's what happens with trauma. You've had trauma. So you are fight or flight. And those things that we don't have control over people take advantage of, or even if they're big or small, a part of our brain can't process them because they didn't have the tools to process them because we went through trauma. So it's like, how do we stop self-sabotaging ourselves? So what I do is I allow myself first to pause and say, okay, what in me, what did I learn from this situation? What are the red flags that I missed? What are the things I wasn't willing to confront? And then I look at why did I do those things? I was scared. I was in fear. I was going to get abandoned. I didn't think I was worthy enough to have a voice. And then I look at like, okay, is this true today? No. Most of the time it's no. So then I try to just say, so right now, Brianne, you're abusing yourself and feeling bad about yourself because you don't want to step into your power. So those are the things like I do, especially the gratitude, the hitting my knees and praying, you know, all that. Is there a part of my side of the street I haven't cleaned up with that person? Do I need to take responsibility for something? That's a big one for me to get through. And then here's the kicker. And I, this has changed my life and it's an AA thing, but anybody can do it. There's a 14 day resentment prayer that you do. You can create it. It's really easy. You, so say it's Joe Schmo down the street that did you wrong. You say, Joe Schmo, I wish for him all that I want in my life. I wish for him love, happiness, success, and you can name and be specific Um, please grant him this and let me let go of my resentment to him. So you say that prayer every night and every morning for 14 days. And I kid you not by the seventh to eighth day, it is lifted every single time. And I'm talking people that has stolen money from me, did me wrong, a manager that has like messed up my career. Like I'm talking huge resentments. Um, And it's worked miracles for me. I, um, could not possibly love, I, you know, and I'm all about gratitude, but mm-hmm. I'm literally chills bowing to you. Cause what you said, and I'm going to, well, have, well, you'll, you know, I'll I, normally I'm like writing things down. I took a picture or a few, cause I, wanted I know to like I loved it. Capture this moment. And, and I never wear these, so I can't be, you know, so it's just us, which is so great because it's so crystal clear hearing, yeah. but I couldn't possibly love what you said in your advice anymore. This I feel is life-changing advice for me and, and, you know, been, been defrauded, been stolen money, all that stuff, you know what I mean? And, but to, to send a prayer and I'm never thinking ill of that person, but it's this loop that's not going anywhere. Yeah. And everything you said from pausing. So, so once the podcast comes out and I'll listen and I'm going to write this down. And also, is this this part? Because I haven't gotten your book yet in this part. Is this in your book? It's chapter eight. It's like chapter eight. Yeah, it's really looking at the people we hold on to and the situations we hold on to and how how to let go of that in a way where you can grow. And we should actually do like a little like 
joy of mom, like let's get rid of some of our resentments. Let's get rid of some of the space in our head that other people, like the rent-free space that people are taking or something. Because I know so many people are going through this. I I would beyond love it. And, yes. it, and it's, it's, and I know like our friends would absolutely love it too. And I've heard, you know, so much advice, you know, just, just by, you know, not exposing this, not that I didn't expose it, but it was just like, you're, you know, you're living life, you're doing everything, you're, you're, you're working, you're all in. Yeah. But there's so much of this that you hear that, you know, that's where that root's coming from. Literally what you just shared was that I'm going to tell you one other thing, the most impactful thing, like impactful thing that I can hear. Like, I know that's my way Mm-hmm. to break this. Cause I want to break these things. I don't want to do it. And also say, you know, what's the red flag here? What am I missing? It's the same thing we do with bigger things, big things or other things. And I've just shared this years ago. Everybody knew with my ex-husband, I should not be married to him. I had like, I was like, I wanted to like with AA cause I would, for years I went to open AA meetings, yeah. which I loved. They, um, they're the best. So I was with recovering people and, mm-hmm. and, and Alan, Alan on people. And I had carried my 12 books. I was, you know, and I was in my twenties and I was, I just, everything was just so, you're so much more textured when you go through things like this. And I'm going to mix in two things, both of them make sense. I was talking to a good friend of mine who probably lives not, he's, he's in, lives in Malibu. And he said, man, you've, he goes going through shit is so good. So good. He goes, and you've gone through so much. And he goes, I look at it that every time you do, there's another quiver that you put in your, what's it called? Your armor, your backpack. And he's like, he only wants for his kids. He's a son and daughter mm-hmm. to go through stuff. He goes, I'm there for them. He goes, but my, my stepping in is really low. I want them. It, it'll, you know, he wants them to learn their lessons before he'll step in. They have to, they have to, I think the best people in this world are the ones that have gone through the darkness and came through the light. Cause there's so much growth and, and you can learn from it then to go and help other people because it's not about us. It's not about us on this planet. It's about what, how can we take the things we've gone through and help other people so they can do better or be better or heal. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with your friend. And the other thing that I just want to share a girlfriend of mine years ago, and everybody knows, knew that I should not be marrying who I was marrying. It was just, and she said, Vicki, she goes, I'm concerned you're going to be 35, expecting your third child in the delivery room. And no one's going to know where the fuck he is. Yeah. That was the only advice. I was like, holy shit. What am I, you know, cause then it was like, I want the best dad for my, you know, someone's me present and available and accountable. And I had enough, I don't want to say excitement because it was bad excitement. I just, you know, well, it's, I, I, it's drama. We get addicted to drama. drama. Vicki, you used to be a love addict. It sounds like you used to be addicted to toxic men. It sounds like a little bit like wild. I never thought that, but I must've, because I went out, you know, with like one nice guy after the next, but the one that I could help, the one that was a hot mess, the one who's, you know, mom, you know, died from over, I was fixing. It was like, 
you know, and what a girlfriend of mine who I haven't talked to in years was a, you know, ended up being a therapist because, you know, it's too, too, too long of a story and it was horrible. Her husband got murdered. It was just horrible. And, and she moved to California, but she had said, you cannot go out with him. He is like the most unavailable, unattainable. Una and I was like, you know, you're like, I mean, ding, it, ding, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. I love that you came on. I love that you shared this teeny secret people, all people have, but it literally affects your life on a daily basis. It's bigger than like a big traumatic one. It's one that you're doing all the time in your mind. It's your spiritually killing yourself. And I'm so grateful you came on and shared all of that. And I'm so grateful we're working together and thank you so much. Is there anything you want to tell the listeners that you haven't said that could help them get rid of that self-sabotaging snake in their head? The only thing I would share is that by having, you know, like our conversation, this is going to be game-changing for me because it, I, I can't even tell you, even it's wild because even the light <laughs> brand is shifting. It's like, it's like the dark and the light, if you will. And we're so moving into the light. It's, it's amazing, but honor those, those little secrets, yeah. not just the big ones that you share with your girlfriends over, over wine, over tea, over, you know, your, your favorite coffee places. But sometimes these little ones can be the messiest yeah. and they can really fuck you up. And it's things that we don't, you know what I mean? We just dust, you know, put it under and we're going to find out we're not alone. And it's wild. I'm losing my voice at the end of this, you know, but um, <laughs> I, don't, um, I just feel it's all part of this beautiful cosmic dance, cosmic life, yeah. this, you know, so you know, for us meeting through Michelle and I know the impact you've had on our moms and I can't wait for us to be doing stuff with moms, you know, globally. And, um, but those little teeny secrets don't ignore them. I guess that would be my, my thing. Oh, so beautiful. And I love that you were losing your voice. It was almost like that part of you was like letting it go, you know, like letting go of that shame, that stigma, of that teeny, teeny secret that you actually never think about. That is a secret. So thank you so much, Vicki. I'm indebted to you. I think you're an amazing thank woman you. and please keep sharing your truth because it helps me. Brand, thank you for all that you do. I'm indebted to you. Thank you for helping women, moms everywhere. You are a blessing and a gift. And I'm just so honored. We know each other and to be friends. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.